This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. There they go. Here it comes. Muncy hits one in the air. Deep right field. Polanco back on the track. It is gone again. Muncy goes deep for the second time. Some MVP chance for Max Muncy as he hits his fifth home run in the last four games. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network, brought to you, of course, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker. Later this hour, our favorite speeches, leaders in sports. We, I, I can't wait for this segment. We talk about those those uh those coaches managers that got us fired up and the ones we just like just couldn't stand the opposite way just totally flat we'll get to all that Lance Zerline will join us next hour talk some NFL and some rookies here his thoughts on this great rookie class coming in and these quarterbacks the five of them from the first round but we got to talk some baseball here Cody in this segment tonight's games and and um everything going on but I just want to mention Max Muncy there we played Max Muncy coming out two home runs last night mm-hmm. and you know we've talked a lot about the NL MVP right and if it's not Tatis who and Bryce Harper's come up. We talked about Freddie Freeman today. Now, at, I think he moved to 11-1 to 1 this morning on FanDuel. Uh, Joey Votto, you've mentioned Machado could get hot here. One guy that almost gets, like, lost in this, and I know Joe O bet him a while ago, like 100-1. to 1. Doesn't it feel like Max Muncy just, like, this steady force every day for the Dodgers? They still could win the division. They could have the best record in all of baseball. And he's been their best player this year. You know, other guys are great, but Mookie Betts has been banged up this season. Seager was hurt for a lot of the year. Their best player this year from start to finish has been Max Muncy. He plays first base, second base. I mean, he, he's going to hit 35, 40 home runs. Max Muncy is not only a good MVP pick, but man, he's probably the, the, the best player nobody talks about because he's not having like a week where he hits eight home runs like Votto. He's just a steady all year. Yeah, and that, and you mentioned those weeks where those are huge. That, like, look at Bryce Harper, who has higher, better, like, higher odds to actually win the MVP. He came out of nowhere because he had a monster two weeks where Muncy's been just doing it consistently all season long. Unbelievable year by Max Muncy, and I don't see him still slowing down anytime soon. I'm actually starting to be swayed a little bit. People have been, a couple of people have been telling me, "Hey, Max Muncy MVP, Max Muncy MVP." I thought they were kind of nuts because, you know, Tatis, and I really thought Manny Machado was going to really come alive over this next couple of months. But the Padres going in the opposite direction, Max Muncy might be your NL MVP. Yeah, there's a world where he's like the last, last guy standing. Tatis gets hurt again when the Padres miss the playoffs. Um, you know, Harper falls off. Phillies miss the playoffs. Votto seems like missed the playoffs. Like, there's a world where, like, wait a second, Muncy's the best player on a 103 win team that won the division. Of course, he's the MVP. Maybe we're overthinking this. Muncy's had a great year. Let's go through some of these games and props tonight. 
Um, Dodgers host the Mets. So no day off for either of those teams. As uh, yesterday, the, the Mets, I mean, they that game was – did you have the under on that game? Did it hit for you yesterday? Or did it go over because the extra it, innings? Go ahead. It did hit the under. Thank God. Magically. Giants match. Yeah. yeah. I got I got terrified there at, the, at that last second once that three-run home run hit, and I had to do some quick math in my head. But, yes, the under did hit. It was the game I expected it to be, except we played with the 13 innings. Yeah. And can you believe it? We finally had the day where the Dodgers won the ninth in a row and finally gained a game. Yeah, they got one, right? The Dodgers beat the Pirates last night. The Giants lost the Mets in 13 innings. So it's three games now in the NL West. Giants get the day off, but the Mets now go down the coast. They're going to play the Dodgers tonight. It looks like Taiwan Walker for the Mets tonight. I haven't seen a Dodgers pitcher listed. And every time that happens, Cody, that just means they're going with a bullpen game. They don't have a starting pitcher tonight. They're just going to run a bullpen game out there. I I wonder if yesterday was – like was yesterday an accident or was yesterday the game that the Mets – you know, kind of give themselves some life. That was a good win by them. Like they were down one nothing, ninth inning. They tie the game. They win in extras with the Pilar home run. I wonder if this is the game that says the Mets like wake up a little bit here or do they go right back in the tank against the Dodgers tonight? I don't know if it's so much they go back into the tank. We've talked about schedules and strengths of schedules going forward, and the Mets' schedule is arguably one of the hardest in Major League Baseball. That is, They're kind of a victim of that right now. They had a pretty good cakewalk of a schedule for the first half of the season, which might have also played into why they were in first place for as long as they are. They are not a team that is hitting at all. One thing that is in their benefit today, of course, you mentioned, Dodgers going bullpen game. So that could potentially help. Taiwan Walker on the mound, great year by him so far. But again, these are the Dodgers, and I'd be shocked. I I would not be remotely shocked if the Mets just get swept out the rest of this road trip. Yeah, well, I wouldn't either. Uh, and, 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 And yesterday, while it did end up a good victory, they also had no runs until the ninth inning, and Di Sclafani got hurt for the Giants, I think, in the second or third inning. So that, that became a bullpen game for the Giants, and the Do- and the Mets couldn't score anyway until we got to you know the top of the ninth inning. So Mets-Dodgers tonight is a good one out west. Early today, uh, 3.40 Eastern time, the Phillies try not to get swept out of Arizona, Cody. They're throwing Zach Wheeler. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. I, as much as the Phillies are terrible, they got to be the play today. Zach Wheeler has been a Cy Young candidate. He's the favorite right now to win the NL Cy Young against the Diamondbacks, Arizona throwing Bumgarner. Like the Phillies absolutely can't lose this game today. I mean, this is, there's a lot of baseball we play. I know John Heyman told us an hour ago, the schedule is really light, but Cody, if you don't beat the, the worst teams in baseball, it doesn't matter what the schedule is. Today feels like one. And I know it's a day game after a night game. I wonder if Girardi plays Real Muto, even though he played the last two nights. Like they, they got to get a win before they leave Arizona. If they lose with Wheeler on the mound, man, just, just dump the Phillies right now. We're once again talking about strength of schedule and talking about teams above and below 500. The, the reason when we talk about that, you have to beat the teams below 500, specifically a team like the Diamondbacks, which are hovering lower below 400. You cannot drop those series. They already dropped the series. Can you imagine a sweep happening? That is just not good. This is a team that was in first place for, what, an hour? This is And keep in mind, they, they're facing Madison Bumgarner, not the old Madison Bumgarner. We're not talking World Series MVP Madison Bumgarner. We're talking year two Diamondbacks Madison Bumgarner. They better put up an eight spot. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, and Bumgarner, I mean, it just goes to show you, you look at the uh, the totals in this game. Wheeler's strikeout prop is seven and a half. I could absolutely see that. And the Phillies' total runs are four and a half today, which just shows you, you know, Bumgarner's out the pitcher. So, Joe G, let me, let me ask you something. Because there's, there's seven and a half on FanDuel, plus 136. There's a six and a half out there at minus 110. What, six and a half for the game. Six and a half runs for the strikeout, game. Strikeout. Sorry, strikeouts oh, for, for Zach Wheeler. Wheeler. Oh, I like that today. That's uh, that's insane. What's going on? Is there something something we don't know? I mean, that seems like it's a must play. Yeah, and you would think he's going to go big innings today too. I mean, you right. would think they're going to push him, you know, seven innings today just because they're you know we know about their bullpen and he's their ace and all that. That feels like a good play, Cody. Six and a half strikeouts over for Zach Wheeler. I mean, Wheeler's been. One of the most consistently good, really good, you know, to great pitchers all year this year. Yeah, no, I, I'm surprised it's that low. There, I, it makes me think, is there news that potentially he's only going to be going a certain pitch count? Is he only throwing 95 pitches? Is he only throwing 80 pitches? I can't imagine that being the case, especially at this point of the season and where they are in the division, especially with the Braves surging the way they are. But there's got to be something going on. But to me, that seems like a very easy and obvious play. Yeah, look, I know Arizona's been playing a little bit better. They won three out of four against Arizona. They've beaten the Phillies these first two years. But it, we're still talking about the Diamondbacks, Cody. We're talking about the worst team in the National League, like them and the Pirates. They're, they're bad teams. I do like that, Paul, the over the six and a half there. Um, Cody, let me let me throw this out because I, I saw last night, I was watching. Uh, it's actually, it's weird. You know when um, you watch MLB Network and they'll cut in on something, another game, they'll like just pop in on something? And they kept doing a split screen last night on the angels tigers and it didn't hit i didn't have the sound on but i had in the background i was like why like and it wasn't otani wasn't even up in these spots i was like why who cares like it's the angels and tigers and then i remembered miguel cabrera is on home run 499 so every cabrera at bat they're cutting in they're trying to see you know be there live for home run number 500 last night i think it was the it was either the eighth or the ninth inning last night he flew out to the right field wall put a pretty good swing on it and then um, he just, you know, he went into the Joe Adele's glove and he, he flew out. But Cody, today, Miguel Cabrera, I'm sure he'll be in the lineup. He's up against Jose Quintana of the Angels. That Quintana pitched in the uh, Central with the White Sox all those years. He has faced him a lot. 54 plate appearances. And if you look, he's got a 565 slugging percentage, two home runs off of Jose Quintana. I know this isn't the same Miguel Cabrera. It's not even the same Jose Quintana, to be honest. I mean, they're both not good anymore. But this feels like the day you could get Miguel Cabrera plus 400 to hit the home run today, a home run prop, and that would be number 500. Cody, I could see it happening against a, a lefty and one he's seen so many times. I think Miguel Cabrera is hit number, home run number 500 today. I don't want to be that guy to ruin my lightning bets early, but it's right here. You can see it. Miguel Cabrera, yeah, home run prop. Um, and the reason why is because he's facing Cantata. Exactly. The numbers speak for themselves. Yes, he's not the same guy, but he mashes lefties and he mashes Cantata. This is a perfect matchup for him. I don't think he's going to hit a ball over the fence. I think he's going to hit a ball into the second deck is what I think he's going to do. Yeah, I hope he does it today. That'd be fun if Cabrera could do it uh, today against the Angels. Cody, anything else? Uh, game or prop, strikeouts, home runs? Anything else stand out to you when you looked at the games today? 
You know, the White Sox-A's series very much intrigues me and a lot of implications. Not for the White Sox as much as for the A's. You know, they're about, they're playing in Oakland, and the A's are in danger of being swept. And this is a team that's been playing really good lately and currently tied with the Red Sox for that second wild card spot, and the Red Sox going in the opposite direction, too. They, they're, let's just say that the Red Sox right now picked a good time to go completely downhill because the A's are getting swept out in Oakland. That being said, I mean, facing Dylan Cease, Dylan Cease is a strikeout machine. I'm really looking forward to that game, and there's a K-prop there tonight that has really got my interest, um, and that is Dylan Cease. Uh, it's seven and a half strikeouts plus 150. I think he's hitting that tonight. I like that one. Yeah, you know, Cease has been interesting. He's been up and down when he's good. He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And when he's bad, you know, it'd be like three and two thirds, four and two thirds, four or five runs. But the strikeouts are always there. Like that's you, you net. It's rare you get a Dylan Cease game where it's like one strikeout, two strikeouts. He's mm-hmm. putting up five in his bad starts. You know, ten, eleven in his good starts. So I like that one. Against uh, also on top of that though. But also on top of that, not just the Dylan Cease bet, there's something about that I'm just watching with the A's right now. There seems to be something that I'm not liking. I don't like the body language I'm seeing on the field this series. Uh, I don't know if it was the, you know, how everybody felt after the the, the tragedy of the Chris Bassett uh, injury, uh, but it just seems like there's a, bl- a, a black cloud hailing over those uh, over the A's right now, and it's it's noticeable. Yeah, and and they're going up, like you said, against Cease. Cole Irvin on the mound today. That's a good matchup for the the right-handed hitters for the White Sox. Luis Robert, who's back. Eloy Jimenez, Abreu. Like, that's the kind of pitcher they hit. A soft-tossing lefty. The other thing about Oakland, you mentioned how the wild card's tightening up and maybe the Red Sox picked the right time to kind of fall down because the A's have fallen down at the same time. It's disappointing for the A's. The Astros have lost four in a row. If the A's had been playing better, they're two and a half games out right now. They're three back in the loss column. If the A's had played well this week, they'd be right there for first place. Like, they'd be a game out or so. I feel like when we look back into the season, when the Astros win this division, we could look back to this week and say, that was the A's chance, and they didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, and that that's a tragic thing because you know it's very lofty. You and that's the thing as a player, it's hard. It's one of those distractions you can't ignore. Watching another team that you're competing with and seeing what they're doing, I I even crossed my mind yesterday watching that Giants game yesterday morning, going, "Oh man!" So if the Giants win this game, the Dodgers already got the pressure on them. They already won eight in a row, and now they got to win a ninth in a row just to keep the same step with the Giants. That's that brings a lot of extra pressure to a situation. It does. Uh, Cody, one more game that I I, I circled here, and I'm going to go – I really like the run total for the race today, over five and a half against Lopez and the Orioles. Cody, I, I saw this last night. I mean, I think if I asked you to guess, you'd probably pick a pretty high number. So the Rays and Orioles have played 15 games this year. How many times mm-hmm. do you think the Rays have won against the Orioles? Probably 14 times. They're 14-1, and one, Cody, and they've outscored them in those games. 121 to 55. I mean, this is like these two teams belong in different leagues. I mean, when the season ends and the race have 95 wins, like I almost have to take out the Orioles games and, and then to figure out how good the Rays are. Like they have just padded their stats against the Orioles and they're going to do they it have. I mean, over five sure. and a half is like it's, it's an easy play. They're 14 and one. They've scored 121. They've scored on what? What is that? 121 runs in, in 15 games. That's like, 
seven or eight runs a game. It's crazy. I'll give you an example. Like what I, I would love to see what, what does FanDuel currently have the money line at? Because I've seen this money line and I just w- walked past it because it was ridiculous. Like I've seen the money line to pick the raise today as, as ridiculous as minus three seventy. And for a regular season game, that's three, remarkable. Yeah, Paul, what is it? Minus 380. Minus 380. For a regular season game. When you're fit, when you're 14 and one and you're scoring, you know, a, a six and a half runs a game, whatever the number is against a team all year, that's what happens. I mean, man, I understand this is the, the all those Orioles guys, they came from Houston. That's what Houston did, where they tanked, they were terrible, they didn't spend on the roster, and they were building up through the minors. But man, it's it's got to be pretty painful to watch an Orioles team. That is, I mean, they are, I don't know how they win any games. They can't pitch at all. No one could pitch in that, on that roster. I'm just hoping for the future for the team. The same way I said yesterday about the Pirates. You know, the Pirates have really stockpiled a lot of prospects and young, young prospects. I, again, their lowest tier minor leagues, their average age of each one of their teams are three years younger than the rest of the teams. And their win totals are about 10 wins above all those teams. So this might be a franchise in the for the Orioles going forward that might be a lot like the Pirates. I'm, I'm excited to see where they're at in four years. But this year, huh. Yeah, it's rough to watch, and the Rays will beat up on them today. On the other side, our favorite leaders in sports, who we bet on, who we fade. And you're not going to want to miss what you hear when we come back. On the other side, Beck QL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.